everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my left is the King, and we're here to talk about the NFL. How you doing, King? I'm very well. I feel overdressed for this podcast because... Really? I've just got home from work and I'm still wearing a suit. So, yeah. <laughs> it's busy times. It's the most times. formal I've ever been whilst recording a podcast. Well, I appreciate it. Good. I'm sure the listeners do, do, That's do it. too. That's it. You're trying to make me wear my suit for the recording as well, aren't you? The YouTube recording that we release every week. Well, now you're wearing it, you might as well continue. Yeah, I might as well. You're right. Might as well. <laughs> Let's just do it. Let's just do it. You're going anyway. to see me a suit this week. Yeah. <gasps> Exciting. <laughs> for so many people. That's it. Anyway, week eight is done, King. It is. And out of those eight weeks, for three of them, we got to see live games. We did. Pretty decent. It is. Not all of them were beautiful games. No. But the one this weekend was especially good. They all had exciting points during the game. So the Landon Collins interception, pick six, when he rumbled through about 19 different players, which makes no sense because that's more than our defending. (laughs) But that was exciting. Yep. First game was reasonably good as well, to be fair. And this week... Yeah, watching another Jags win is always good. Yeah. This it's week, so rare. It is. This week... Sorry to preempt the bit that you always say, what is my pick of the week? Yeah. This week is my pick of the Whoa, week. The London game. It? Okay. It is, yeah. So Redskins versus the Bengals. So a draw. A draw. A draw. <laughs> Sister kisser. Partly because of that, actually. Because it doesn't happen very often. First time it's happened... In twice in a season since 1997. Back to back, yeah. Back to back since 97, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, and also, we had a draw last week that I think we can all agree was a defensive battle which had little to no excitement. No bueno. No bueno, absolutely. Not so much this week. No, this was a great game. It was, it in was. In terms of offense, anyway. Absolutely. And for the American listeners... Depending on where you live, East Coast or West Coast, could have been quite difficult for you guys to watch live. So we got to we got to enjoy it, which is fantastic. But you mm-hmm. guys may not have done. So this update is why, why didn't they get to watch it then? Well, I think if you're on the West Coast, it was on at six thirty in the morning. Well, seeing as though for UK fans, King, a lot of the times we have to stay up till one thirty in the morning to start watching the late game every week. Yeah. I think they can get up a little bit earlier if they want to watch their team. They absolutely can. And I Just always always get in trouble on a work on work on Monday for watching the one yeah. thirty AM <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah, when we turn up on a Monday with like bags under bags under the eyes. Well it finishes at four thirty. Yeah. So yeah. you might we don't sleep half the time on a Monday. No. No. But luckily we got to watch this at one thirty in the afternoon in London. Yeah. <laughs> Earliest kickoff, I believe. So thanks far. to the clocks going back. Yeah, thanks. so far, yeah, absolutely. Um, it was an exciting game from start to finish, as we can both attest to. Tell me about it, King. It was great. It was great. Um, interesting thing I'd, I'd noticed during the game was that no team won back-to-back quarters. Okay. So we had a draw. We had Washington winning the second quarter. Right. We had Cincinnati winning the, the third. And then we had Washington again winning the fourth. And then, as we all know, because it ended a draw, <laughs> a draw in overtime. Yes. That's pretty cool, I thought. Mm-hmm. It was a back and forth kind of game, wasn't one there was team There's definitely dominant. momentum going on there and Yeah. Yeah, but for no no, you know, it wasn't an elongated period of momentum. It was very much a no. back and forth kind of game, which was quite nice. Um, you know, the classic sort of rushing versus throwing matchup. 50 plus more yards rushing for Cincinnati this week and 100 plus yards more throwing for Washington. Yep. 
Um, they didn't have Matt Jones, did they? So they had to rely a lot more on the pass. Absolutely, absolutely. And 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 as we've touched on a couple of times this year so far about Cincinnati, without Marvin Jones, who's, who's playing fantastically well in in Detroit, and also yep. Sanu, who stepped up with a game winner in for the Falcons. You know they've lost some elite, well not elite, but they've lost some strong players at wide receiver as well. So it's ultimately down to to AJ Green. Yep. And now Tyler Eifert, who's finally back and uh, got a touchdown on Sunday. Yeah, and and not only did he have a touchdown, he looked like a difference maker. Yeah, it was it was amazing to see him back from from what is a long period on the sidelines with injury, to then come back and look that dynamic immediately. And for those that don't remember, Tyler Eifert got injured in the Pro Bowl last year. I didn't know that actually. I, I couldn't remember where he got injured. And yeah. Thank you for telling me that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> now you've made me um, unsure about <laughs> no, sure everything. Right. I'm sure you're right. I'm, I'm sure pretty right. sure he got injured in the Pro Bowl, which is yet another nail in the coffin for the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, for a person who was leading the league in touchdowns the whole way through the season. Mm-hmm. So he looked great. Yeah. And I think it was, it, you know, there was, there was, it was a noticeable difference um, between him. And actually the other tight ends for Washington, Vernon Davis and Jordan Reed, both had good games. Yep. But you, I personally, I don't know if you agree, correct me if I'm wrong, Eifert just looked on another level compared to those two guys. I do like Jordan Reed, and I think he's actually probably the most dynamic player on that team for the Redskins when he's healthy. You know, when he's not on the sideline having a light flash in his eyes. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, he's he's the the difference maker for that team. He is. I think they've got you know because of the like you touched on the fact he's been off the field quite you know a few times recently. Um, you know, mainly due to concussion issues. Uh, and that's allowed Jamison Crowder to step up as well, who's becoming another like standout him. player. Yeah. But I, I do just feel, looking at Vernon Davis, who had a good game, Jordan Reed, who had a great game as well, I just feel like Eifert looks like that person who just is that, just that, sl- you know, you know, there's there's that disparity between very, very good players and that really elite player at that position. Yeah. Um, he's, he's a top five tight end, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he just looked, every time he caught the ball, he looked like he was jumping higher than people he looked like his routes were sharper than everyone else um you know these other guys were getting yards after catch whereas Eifert just looked like people were struggling you know he looked open because he you know someone had you know he'd, he'd run an amazing route and everyone went god that's great whereas Eifert just looked like that every play mm. um and if he can start to get healthy bearing in mind this is the first time he's played in a long time Jim yeah he looked hugely impressive and that will make a big difference to this Bengals offense losing all those that that talent that we mentioned earlier but uh that was exciting to see and uh, and overtime, wow! <laughs> so first game we've yeah. gone to overtime in the international series so over over in London, yeah. Which was uh, you know a new experience for all of us UK fans mm-hmm. to see live, witness live, and uh, just a bit of a weird one. Well, it's pressure when you get to that stage. It is, and it the is. Redskins had the had the much better chance to win the game. Yeah, but Dustin Hopkins couldn't take advantage of it, and you know. They took the kick on a third down, mm-hmm. as I'm sure you're aware, King. Yeah. And when they had a chance, they could have potentially gone for the touchdown. And you know my feelings on this. Yeah. And you don't go for it, you sometimes don't deserve to win. No, go hard or go home. Exactly. Yeah. No, I agree so with I've that. I've got no real sympathy for the Redskins. They had it on the plate, mm-hmm. as far as I could see. Did and, you put uh, some of that loss on Jay Gruden's? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I think Jay Gruden's got a lot to answer for in general. Mm-hmm. But um, I think he's a good coach. I don't think he's a good coach. I think I he think is. He's got some fundamental problems with his calling 
of plays and mm-hmm. his time management. Right. Yeah, I think his brother's much better. I think that might be what's what, sort of warping my perception of him because as I've Maybe alluded, you see John. I've loved. I love John, and I see everything that's not John. I do love John. Yeah, but that's not John. That's it's, Jay. It's Jay, is it? Yeah. All right. Okay. That's Jay Gruden. It's not John Gruden. That might be where I'm going wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was. You know, it was an interesting game from start to finish. It was. You know, it. It's not one of those ones. I'd love to critique both teams, but ultimately, going into the game, so Jim will attest to this. I predicted a 27-24 win by the Bengals. You did. And up to a minute and seven seconds, <laughs> yeah. I had that right. Yeah. And I was super excited about that until they then kicked a field goal to take it into overtime. Mm-hmm. But both teams are what they, you know, to, to coin to coin the famous soundbite slash phrase, they are who they, we thought they were. Yeah. It's, they very much are two teams who rely upon offense. Both actually got un, underrated defenses. They're not terrible but they're not amazing they've got playmakers Mm -hmm. not necessarily consistency but they've got playmakers and both of them proved that and it was just a it was just a highly exciting game throughout and i'm not going to critique either team because ultimately they are where they they are exactly where Where we thought they'd be be. yeah And and that was fine they're both well matched come into the game and it was a good game entertaining what did you think of the crowd then king because it was quite quite loud from what i've I could see. Yeah, it was. It was. Importantly. Yeah, last week, last week it was predominantly a Giants Absolutely. atmosphere. I think mainly because, you know, there's, there's because of the move, there's not that consistent St. Um, St. Louis, sorry, St. Louis and LA, the move between those two cities. Mm-hmm. There's not that consistency from a, from a place, you know, perspective. A lot yeah. of UK fans either support teams because they visited somewhere and enjoyed it or a team's been successful in the past. Yeah. And with the move, that can certainly impact it. Also, with the UK being so much closer to the East Coast than the West Coast, yeah, we've got a lot more Giants fans than we do Los Angeles Rams fans. So that was the atmosphere was definitely, definitely eighty twenty, probably I'd say. Yeah. Towards well, they were relying on neutral Giants. fans. Yeah. Back in the Rams, absolutely in the last game, absolutely. But this one, much more fifty fifty actually. Mm. Which which I know is not great for Cincinnati because they were the home team. Yep. But you're you're not playing in Cincinnati, so you can't expect to have an overriding be the overriding favourite. But yeah, I thought the atmosphere was fantastic in this in the ground again, which is yeah. which was really nice to see. It felt very bipartisan this time. Mm-hmm. It felt like I think I don't think it's that they that the fans didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. I think that actually there are a lot of fans like myself, who's a Steelers fan, who I'm not gonna I wasn't gonna make noise for the Bengals. No. Just because they're a division rival. So there's a lot of Steelers fans, there's a lot of Ravens fans, mm-hmm. not so many Browns fans. But, you know, and also on the other side, mm-hmm. you've got a lot of Eagles fans, you know, you've got, yep. so you've, it's those two divisions have got a lot of UK support. Yeah, absolutely. And so they were making noise on both sides. So yeah, it yeah. really did feel like a very neutral game, this one. Yeah, it did. But the third downs always were loud. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's some issues within the stadium. Uh, on what to do on first and second down because I think there's a there's an excitement that comes with a third down certainly yeah. you know we're relative neophytes when it comes to American football we've seen this is the third year in a row we've had three games but we don't have the luxury of having half the season in our hometown this mm-hmm. is you know we're still learning how to deal with this game and stuff so it was exciting to see that people were getting more immersed within the 
you know within the atmosphere and and, and choosing a side which was great um but no it was yeah it was just it, you know it's a fantastic atmosphere the orange i know it sounds strange but the orange made a difference having two teams that have had had reasonable success both were playoff teams last year both uh, won the division last both year. Both won divisions. That makes a big difference because typically, and this isn't to slate on the teams that come here because I'm glad they do and I appreciate any NFL that I get to appreciate, get yeah. to see live. Yep. But we tend to have teams that certainly over the last few years who are underperforming, who can't sell out their home stadiums. Which and, is why they're the home team. Which is why they come over to London because uh, we will sell out every single every single game that comes here. Yeah. Um. So I think it was nice and the fans were, you know, took that on board and used that excitement to create a fantastic atmosphere because ultimately it's two teams that, despite some woes this season, um, you know, were incredibly successful last year and, and, and made some real inroads and, and still actually are, are two talented teams mm. that are trying to find themselves based on changes that have happened either through coaching, quarterback changes, you know, with, with finally getting rid of the RG3 in, in, in Washington. Yeah, and also some dramatic changes to the wide receiver core within Cincinnati. So I, you know, it's a bit of a strange game for me. Normally, I hammer one team and, and big up the other, but it was just two teams that were exciting. They, we knew they would be. Well, we thought we hoped they'd be that coming into the game, and we got to witness a fantastic game live. What is an anomaly when it comes to historic events within the NFL? You know, having a draw, and also the yeah. first time we'd ever gone to overtime in in London. Mm. Uh, it's good to see. It had everything that game. It did have everything. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. So that was the reason I chose it. And yet again, it's so good to see so many different jerseys of so many different players, past yep. and present. It's yep. not just the new guys. There's some old ones. Yep. We even saw a Tim Tebow jersey, didn't we? Oh, you're going King there, are you? On the tube, on the <laughs> way in. We did. We Do you did. want to tell the listeners what you did? I can. When you saw this this lady wearing a Tim Tebow jersey? For, I, I can, because I nearly broke my... It was my, a Denver one as well. It was a, a Denver one. I nearly broke my ankle. So I'm a huge <laughs> college uh, fan, as you all know. Yeah, I yeah. love the draft... Love the kids. Love the, <laughs> I love the draft analysis. And Tim Tebow was such a difficult person to analyse. And ultimately, he's one of my favourite players, because I just like winners. Yeah. People that don't fit within moulds who you know come out and prove people wrong and 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 jim jim loves tim tebow as well i do kind of hates him as well because the re- the reason that tim tebow has an argument for being a su- successful quarterback within the league is because he beat the steelers in the playoffs <laughs> i don't think that's the only reason but no, that's it's not. the only thing they can hang their hat well, on well no and, and and every fourth quarter ever he played in yeah but he you know he's one of my favorite players and i did the tebow which you'll know is bending down on one knee and putting your a closed fist against your head mm-hmm. or for those of you who don't Google know that's it. what it is and I did that and I forgot that I was sat on a <laughs> pop up chair a pop up chair on the train and <laughs> when I went to sit back down the I perfect kid, crime wasn't it I yeah, kid you she not was, you had, she was you know you had behind her back you did this behind her back yeah yeah and uh, I kid you not, I nearly broke my ankle because I thought my chair was <laughs> the there. The chair was not there. And all my weight went on my legs. So you can all laugh at that image now, but that's what happened. But thank you for as, bringing that up. It was as funny or probably more funny than you think. It was hilarious. No, it was hilarious. And I yeah. embraced it. And I'm willing to tell all the listeners we have <laughs> that, uh, that that happened to me. So that was embarrassing. Yeah. Um, can I ask you a question? Another thing that was embarrassing, I thought, was... Um, norm- Sorry, I know we're overrunning on the normal segment. Yeah. Is Norman's Josh Norman's game and post game antics? Okay. Five penalties for hands in the face. Oh, you love this hands in the face, isn't it? All to AJ Green. Mm-hmm. 
None of which could be argued, I think, because he did it the whole game. Yeah. Literally the whole game, he was doing it. But did you see his post-game interview? Or hear his he post-game had interview? a go at the ref, didn't he? Yeah. Called out ATA. Called out a ref. Yeah. Called out ATA, asked who he was, said he had a shocker. Yeah, well... It's... Thoughts, Jim? Well, you know, he he didn't have a good game. No. He didn't have a good game, even without the naughty hands to the face of AJ mm. Green AJ Green had got the better of him every time oh, he's fantastic. AJ Green was fantastic That's not to take away from yeah. Josh Norman AJ Green would have had a field day with almost anyone that day he was playing yeah, fantastic exactly. yeah. it wasn't really Josh Norman's fault but at the no. same time he was shown up and yeah. so the press conference is pretty typical of someone with a big ego yep. who's just had a big money move Yep. wants to prove a point Yeah. wants to deflect attention away from the fact that he's been torched in the game Yep. and so he's called out a ref so now everyone's talking about the ref do you know what was interesting though I, I know he's had a lot of criticism because of this I don't agree with the post-game antics no he got beaten a number of times like you said but there was a lot of plays where they're both quite physical players yeah and AJ Green's not a small receiver let's say you know he uses his hands as well he does one thing I noticed throughout the game was even when he was beaten Josh Norman he was his makeup speed. He was always very, very close. Whereas we've seen some games where we we touched on, we've had some bad teams come over to England. Yeah, and you see people get torched, and no one's within earshot yeah, yeah, of these yeah. players. And one thing I will say is that was the best wide receiver and cornerback duel I have seen in London. Even though he got beaten, Josh Norman tried every single play mm-hmm. hanging off him however he was doing it whether illegal or illegal hands to the face, yeah. it was I don't care if it's illegal yeah he's trying whatever illegal. he could yeah. he was it was amazing to watch the two of them go up against each other yeah and I actually I don't feel like Josh Norman is getting the praise he deserves for his performance because it was just a physical matchup between the two of them yeah he got beaten he lost the overall matchup but he played better than I think the, a lot of the American press who maybe didn't watch it live or, you know, weren't there live or yeah, didn't, you know, yeah. watch highlights later on and stuff. Josh Norman actually didn't have a terrible game. He just got beaten by one of the best in the game. Yep. That's I it. Agree. Sorry for overrunning, Jim. No, I can see you right. looking at me. Typical Bengals getting their uh, their penalties for Vontez Perfect on the other side. Yeah. No, it wasn't. And when, when he's calling out the refs, mm-hmm. the, the refs gave a lot of penalties against the Bengals. They did. And Vontez Perfect, as usual, being his... He was a culprit again, wasn't he? And they were silly, like... Norman's like we said it was just a physical matchup and the two of them were you know were they were giving as good as they got really but Perfect had a couple of late hits a couple of hits to defenceless receivers couple where people had slid and he was still hitting them that's what he does he just should be out of the league I think he should be punished to the point where he will stop doing it I don't I'm not going to say anyone they should be out of the league but... he should be out of the league well he was undrafted <laughs> he was undrafted let's leave it as he was undrafted for a reason he yeah. had a first round grade on him coming out of the at, you know, at the draft, at college, mm. you can see his talents now. He's a talented player, but the yeah. reason he, the, the reasons he went undrafted are still causing him problems. Three, four, five years into his career, yeah. Well, the Bengals aren't going to check it. That's no the problem. They they won't put him up on. Well, it. he's their best linebacker, so yeah. they, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do it. Anything so. else you want to say, then King? On no, that game. was it. That was it. Thank you. I said right. a lot. I've you said, said a lot. you have said a lot. I have. We have to cut out at least three segments now from no, this, this simmer podcast. Down. Simmer down. <laughs> All right, guys. That's the end of part one. Back for part two. Welcome back to part two of the Jim and the King NFL podcast for week eight. We just heard about the sister kisser from the King, the 
Washington Redskins and the Cincinnati Bengals 27 all. Yeah. So now it's time, King, for me to pick my game of the week. We all want to know what it is, Jim. So what is your game of the week? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked because I'm going to tell you. Fantastic. It is the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles against the Dallas Cowboys. The Rookie Bowl. The Rookie Bowl, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wentz off. The, oh, Wentzylvania. <laughs> you like that, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> you did. Things press got interesting. That's it. Oh, very good, very good. <laughs> we're, so we're squeezing now. Okay, what, so what was it about the rookie bowl that you were in? So in, well, so like enamoured you, you, Jim. It was a chance to see the two best quarterbacks out of this draft face off against each other. Okay, subtle dig at Jared Goff. Carry on. <laughs> well, I'm not the only one digging. Jeff Fisher's clearly digging at Jared Goff. Wow. So, well, we we called it before the game, didn't we? We said this is most likely to be a ding dong. And yep. thankfully, unlike the week before when we said that the Cardinals Seahawks going to be a ding dong, yep. this one was what we wanted it to be, which was a, a close game. Yep, lots of offense. Yep, exciting plays on both and some sides, good defense and some good defense. Yeah, frisky yeah. defense. Frisky defense. Love that <laughs> phrase. Carry on. <laughs> so I wanted to talk obviously about the Cowboys first, yep. as your. My Dallas Cowboys. Kind of your, your Dallas Cowboys. I'm falling in love with this Cowboys team. I'm willing you to admit are. it. You are. I mean, you called this game as well, King. We'll I get did. onto your picks a bit later, but yeah, this yeah. is one you got absolutely bang on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cowboys scored 29 points, and it was nice to see Des Bryant back. Yeah, and similar to Eifert. Yep, difference maker. Looked good immediately, didn't he? Yeah, straight back as if he'd never been away. Yep. Only four catches, but 113 yards and the touchdown. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, he is dynamic. And that's what we were saying about Eifert, is there's those little things that, there's the subtleties that are the difference between a very good player in their position yep. and what is puts you in that elite category. Mm-hmm. And I think Des Bryant, for all his antics that frustrates a lot of people, you, it's tough not to put him in that elite category when he's healthy. Yeah. And talking of elite, we've got to talk about Ezekiel Elliott, who we do. yet again we do have going to talk off. About him. 148 yards combined yep. on 22 carries and four receptions. Didn't score a touchdown this week, but he did everything else. Yeah. He was an absolute battering ram for this team. Anytime they really needed to push forwards on a you know, long second down or a you know, tight third, he was the one whose name was called and he would run forwards, take a hit and still get another three or four yards. Yeah. It's just great to watch him. It is. He's a special player. He's um he, he, I think, I know, you know, we we can go back and forward between the elite three. I think, you know, we're talking yeah. about the elite players. There's Le'Veon Bell, there's David Johnson, mm-hmm. and there's Ezekiel Elliott at the moment. They're the, they're yeah. the three. You can add anyone else you'd like to, but that, in my opinion, are the elite three. You talked about him sort of like getting having contact and, and working through it. Mm-hmm. 89 of his 96 rushing yards came after contact this week. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's crazy. Yeah, and it wasn't just one contact either. It was no. sometimes multiple hits he was yeah. taking and still carrying on. That's the kind of runner I like. That's why I fell in love with the Steelers because of Jerome Bettis. Yeah. It was that ball runner that could have... You, we saw it in this game. Embracing you contact. You can have two or three people hanging off him and he's still charging forward yeah. for more yards. Yeah, and and has the opportunity to go out... Same as Bettis. Has the opportunity to go out of, band, uh, out of bounds. Yep. What does he do? Punishes safeties. It's back inside. Punishes safeties. <laughs> He's not interested in going out of bounds. Doesn't want to. No. No. And, of course, the other big reason was to look at the quarterbacks. Yep. Because a lot of stuff said about these these two quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. We've talked a lot about both, obviously, but I wanted to have a, 
a real focus on Dak Prescott. 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 Love that impression. And Carson Wentz. Yep. And that, they they didn't have great games. No. But that's if you only look at the stats. I yeah. think that when you look at the box score, it's really deceiving. Because if you look at what Dak did, he had 19 completions on 39 attempts, mm-hmm. 287 yards, two touchdowns and interception. He did though have seven carries for 38 yards and a touchdown on his own as well. Yeah. So that helps. Whereas you know Wentz what, didn't have the rushing. Do you know what the stat that I'm most worried about with, with Prescott? People have been talking about his stats. Right. It's one letter. And it's a W. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing that matters. Who cares? Exactly. Well, that's what I'm trying to say here, Kim, yeah. Because I know you love a stat. And I, I know do. that if you just looked at the scores mm-hmm. and looked at the, the stats, yep. you might not think you did too much. And there were a couple of throws that were short. Yep. Um, the interception in the end zone was... That was a rookie error, though, wasn't it? was a it? rookie error. It's he the was, first time he's shown that, though. He was trying so hard to get a touchdown. He yep. was determined to throw it where a wily old vet would have probably thrown it too high and away yep. just to have another go at it. Where He was determined to get a touchdown. His first option wasn't there. He then saw Bryce Butler coming in, mm-hmm. and he tried to get there, and there was no way. I yeah, mean, yeah. You know, the defender was watching him all the time. Yeah. And, yeah, it goes down the exception. He's going to learn from that. And I'm, I know he will because of the stuff we've seen of him already, <laughs> the interviews, you know, the the, uh, the Gruden camps. Yep. And it's the kind of same thing with Wentz. They both had a lot of problems because these defenses were out there to prove a point. Yeah. On Sunday night, in prime time, they had the lights on them, and they both turned up. I think. Yeah, they did. There was a lot of pressure. I mean, that O line for the Cowboys is renowned, but even then, they were having a lot of problems with uh, the interior rush. Fletcher Cox having a good game. Koch, uh, yeah, Cox having a good game. Connor, Connor Barwin. Barwin. Yeah. yeah. Brandon a, Graham as well had another good on game. These, on these quarterbacks. And the real problem for the Eagles was that um, they didn't... It's going to sound it's going to sound bad because they did have a lot of, lot of work going on there with Sproles. He had a great game. Yep. But as much as Sproles did, and he did have great stats, he wasn't the the scary runner that Ezekiel Elliott was. No. Because Sproles will hurt you off the edge, but he won't go through the middle. He, he can't. He has to find that edge before he can then accelerate yeah. away. That's nothing wrong with that, mm-hmm. but it's what it does to the opposition. You know, as long as you can cover the edge, then you've got a good chance of stopping him from getting anywhere. As soon as yeah. you've hit Sproles, he's, he's going down. Whereas... If you're, a, if you're a linebacker or a defensive tackle and you're hitting someone and they're not going down straight away, yeah, yeah. it zaps your confidence. It does. And the and longer it, this game went on, yeah. even though the Eagles got out to a good lead, they got a 10-point lead, it was only... You know, the longer the game went on, the more yeah. you felt it was inevitable that the Cowboys were going to win this. Well, it impacts your... You know, when when you're... It's such a physical game anyway. It's, it's difficult for people to deal with. But yeah. when you're hitting someone and they're going down at least then that's like a one and done thing but when you're hitting Elliot it's it's not only him that's hit it's you that you're hit as well because he's just so ferocious in the way that he runs the ball yep and you know like you said you you could be the person who's tackling who ends up you know having the worst of it and you're starting to feel these niggles and knocks throughout the game as well as fatigue kicking in mm-hmm. and also just the dismay of how do I stop this person yeah yeah. So, yeah no, but what do I have to do to get this person down? Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. It's that cu- cumulative, you know, it's 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 the culmination of all of those things that 
absolutely saps the defense. It's what you saw with Marshall Lynch. Yeah, years yeah, ago. definitely. You know, he Great would, comparison. Yeah, he would not go down, and so after a while, you're like, well, Jesus, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like AP need, as well. We're going to need everyone on this. Yeah, yeah, Peterson as well. Yeah, definitely. So I mean, the Eagles did did try their best. Uh, in the first quarter, they were throwing it. In the second quarter, they were running it. In the third quarter, they went no huddle. So they tried different ways of keeping the offense fresh. Yep. Of of changing up what the defense is having to deal with, mm-hmm. and they that's why they got up to twenty, um, yeah, twenty to seven. Yeah. At one point, um, and really, it was just into the fourth quarter. Um, I think the real turning point was um, what was it? It was a first down after the punt with just under thirteen minutes left, and Smallwood had a fumble. Right. Um, there was a ten point lead at that point for the mm-hmm. Eagles, but they didn't score another point for the rest of the game including overtime that's interesting uh, it was uh, Terrell McLean, the defensive tackle who basically ripped the ball away you know he was the yeah, one yeah. that caused the tackle you didn't really get any credit for it on the stats but no. um, yeah he was the one that really put the put like the an unsung on. hero exactly yeah, yeah. yeah so I'm going to call him there um, he did really well on that tackle and it was from that point that you kind of the, the Eagles needed to go and have another good drive and they didn't they They'd stopped Dak a couple of times and they had yeah. to this punt and yeah, it was the first play on their, their new drive and yeah. yeah, it just felt like the wrong time to get that fumble yeah. and, to have it lo- and to have that fumble lost. Well, we talked about the first game where it was just momentum swings throughout the game. That yeah. that seems like the, the Eagles were were sort of, you know, front runners from, yeah. for a lot of that game until that, two the, until game that turning point. And yeah, yeah, it really did help for the, the Cowboys. Um, notable good game uh, mentions here for Lucky Whitehead. Mm-hmm. I think you know, despite the initial uh, the juggly <laughs> first play, yeah. he did he did kind of uh, have a good game overall. Yeah. On the defense, Orlando Scandrick had a great game for the Cowboys. Yeah. All over the place, including the uh, sack on Carson Wentz. Yeah. And kudos for Wentz for holding on to it, as they mentioned. Uh, Collinsworth mentioned in the commentary. Yeah. Um, yeah, to come all the way around and, and get the hit on him was was really uh, really well done. Yeah. And uh, Dan Bailey who yet again is is having a great game for the the Cowboys. Yeah, great season. 11 points. He's always been a good kicker. He's been injured this year as well, and that's yeah. what's so impressive. Yeah. He's had real bad back problems but this season. No misses. When we're starting to see a lot of kickers, even ones we think are good ones, yeah, get yeah. misses, Dan Bailey really helped him out um, on Sunday because you know those 11 points went a long way towards the 29 victory. I know. Left him on my bench in my fantasy team. Oh, dear. <laughs> Awkward. But yeah, it was just nice to see these two rookies going at it, and it was the despite the loss for the Philadelphia, the the, the future is obviously really bright with Carson Wentz. You yeah, know, I'd say so. The the good thing about both these quarterbacks is they're so calm. Mm-hmm. You know, even with the sacks and the fumble or an interception, they they it seems to brush off them. You know, they're not letting it hang over their heads. Yep, and that's just really encouraging for both the teams. Yeah, and it is. you know, despite those small rookie mistakes that for, for Dak. I think there's going to be a massive question mark when Tony's finally fit. Yeah, I think that it's a weird one, isn't it? You know, you kind of forget the 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 amount of work that this guy's put in um, throughout his career. Um, well, th- throughout this season, sorry, I say career like it's been ages. Throughout the season, <laughs> um, and do you want to stop that momentum? I don't think I would. I don't think Jerry Jones does either. No, I think he's now he was the the biggest trumpeter for for Tony yeah yeah 
But even now, he's having to say that you he's, don't really want to mess up a winning formula. And I don't think he still came out and said this week that too he, much. Well, he said this week though after after the you know again my my biggest thing is the guy got the W, so I don't really give I don't really care. Um, but you know he didn't have the greatest of games. This, but he's a rookie. He is a rookie. Yeah, People just, need to and understand that overtime that. drive as well when he. I was clutching. The reason that the reason that Witten was so so open was because Dak had extended the play so much mm-hmm. and was so calm despite everyone running at him. Yeah. And then managed to wheel out and find that throw. Yeah, yeah. You can't, you know, it's so difficult to teach. Yeah. Well, stay stay cool. I was listening to um to Mike Wilbon, uh, of ESPN fame, mm-hmm. talking talking about this game, and he said that Dak Prescott, everyone makes and. The partially race comparison of Russell Wilson, um, and he said, "Do you know who I see?" And this isn't because he's a Cowboys player, but he, the the closest comparison he could make with Dak Prescott was Roger Starback. Wow! This elusive runner. He's not comparing him to a, a Hall of Fame quarterback, but he's saying <laughs> his style of play. This elusive person who had a, just a cannon of an down. arm. Yeah, and I I kind Good of I, well. I took a step back and went actually. I can totally see that comparison. Yeah. So it was a really interesting thing for Mike Wilbon to say. Um, I actually made a couple of notes about um, some stats for the week on your game because I know okay. you gave me a heads up as you always do. I let you know who I'm picking. I never usually. do that. I never usually ever do that. I do. <laughs> you do. You're good. Um, is again look, just looking at PFF, really good for stats. Mm-hmm. Um, Ezekiel Elliott broke nine tackles this week, which was the most among running backs. So I just want to talk a bit about the rookies you mentioned. Yeah. That's crazy. We talked about eighty nine of his ninety six yards being after the after the hit. after initial contact. Yeah. Which is crazy as well. Mm-hmm. And Carson Wentz. I want to give a bit of love to Carson Wentz. Oh, absolutely. In, in a losing effort. We talked about Dak Prescott. Great. Carson Wentz also had a decent game. He was the most accurate Q adjusted QB for week eight, according right. to PFF. This is an easy adjustment though, because he was thirty two for forty three. Yeah. Did you know that six of his incompletions were drops? I can believe it. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That means yeah. he had five incompletions in the game. He's not got a terrible receiving core, though. He's not got an elite receiving core. He's, he's got a got, lot of good well, players. All right, it's Jordan Matthews. Good. Nelson Aguilar. Average. Doriel Green-Beckham. Average. He's definitely enjoying it more than he did with Mariota throwing at him. Yeah, but average still. I'm Zach not willing Ertz. to... He's good. Yeah, I'll give you that. Who else have we got? So you've got Sproles, you've got Smallwood in the backfield. Yeah. But you look at Ryan up, Matthews, he didn't have a great game, but he got a touchdown. He's good as well. I just think no, I agree. He's got he's got quite a balanced receiving core. Quite, yeah. you know, he's got he's got a number of targets, but he's not got and you know, to use your team and Antonio Brown, he's not got to use the team we talked about earlier. Um you know, and AJ Green. Or Des Bryant. Or Des Bryant. Yeah, absolutely. He's you know, he's got an average receiving core. Just a lot of very he's got a lot of good players, not I wouldn't say he's I think if they got an opportunity to take a top wide receiver this year, from seeing what they've seen from Carson Wentz, I think I would go for it if I was them. Their defence is starting to step up and look really, really, really good. Yeah. I think that's what they need, personally. Okay. There you go. Anything else you'd like to add? Sorry, did you like those stats about your? <laughs> I always love a stat rookies. from you, King. Good. Good. I know. Good. I know everyone else does as well. Absolutely. All okay. right. Well, that's it then. So that's, that's it. Anything else for you? That's it. So let's go through the roundup of the rest of the games then, oh, King. Fantastic. Well, you say that, but unfortunately, we're going to have to talk about your results for last week 
And this is the first week ever, King, where you've had a negative record. I know, I didn't look good, did I? At least I think it's the first ever week for negative records. Yeah, I think so. I block them out. So <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great this week. Unfortunately. This, th- can I just say, though, before you start, this year is so weird. <laughs> there is that disparity between the very good teams and then everyone else is beating everyone else. Yeah. Except the Browns. They keep losing. Poor Browns. So, the first game was the Thursday night tilt of the Tennessee Titans against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You called this one correct. 36-22 to 22 win for the Titans. Yeah, that was that scoreline suggests it was somewhat close. Mm. And it wasn't. No. Bearing in mind, seven of those points were added with one second left when Bortles threw a garbage for time touchdown. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a uh, really good game for Tennessee. Show me some stuff. I was mm. impressed. Your upset alert didn't come to fruition, unfortunately, for the Buffalo Bills. They scored 25 points. New England scored 41. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Big trade this week. Jamie Collins to the Browns, you mean? Yes. Okay. Everyone's saying it's a third round pick. If the Browns stay where they are, it's not really, is it? It's a second round. It's the first and the third. (laughs) It's a second round pick. Um. I think good for both teams with regards to the trade. He didn't look good in that game. He didn't. And he only played half the snaps. And the rumours are he was asking for Von Miller Mully because he's... 70 million guaranteed. This year, isn't it, anyway? So. Yeah. He's a, he's a hybrid linebacker. He can play outside, he can play inside. Von Miller... He's not a guy who's going to... He's gonna, not Von Miller. No. No. No, he's not going to go and get you 15 sacks a season. No. No. Um, I'm sorry to go off on a tangent. Uh, the, I don't see... I want to see basically what how that trade impacts them moving forward. Because as it stands at the moment, I see very few to, if any, teams being able to stop the Patriots getting in the Super Bowl at the moment, based on what I'm seeing. Mm. And I mean both sides of the ball. They are scary good on defense, underrated on defense, and their offense is frightening. So I don't really want to talk about the game because no. they're, that, they're great. And we, we could, I could talk forever about the, how good the Patriots are. I want to see what this Jamie Collins trade does to their team moving forward. Okay. Well, despite your best intentions mm-hmm. for the Browns, they didn't get the win. They were up 20-3 to three or something yep, at one point. Yep, and they end up losing 28-31 to 31 to the New York Football Jets. Yeah, McCown didn't look healthy. He had to keep going on and off throughout the game. Yeah. Um, so I'm not really going to hold it against the Browns for losing this game. Um, but Terrell Pryor is amazing. Yeah is making an argument to be a top five wide receiver come the end of the season. Mm. As Just how do you stop that guy? He, is, he he intercepts passes that are meant to go to him. And I mean that as a compliment to him, not to his quarterbacks. And I hear that they have finally going to be releasing Josh Gordon come rain or shine when he finishes uh, rehab. They should release him. Yeah. They should. Well, they I'm glad him. they've stuck by him <laughs> because that's good. Um, but from a Jets perspective... Their defensive front saved them again. Leonard, yeah. Winnie, Leonard Williams, see, out of the three, Sheldon Richardson's a quality player. Everyone knows that. Mohamed Wilkinson's a quality player. They took Williams just because he was the best player available last season in the draft mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and arguably the best player in the whole draft board, and they were lucky to get him. Ooh, and yeah. he is having a fantastic year and showing he is the best out of the three of those guys. So one of those two out of... Wilkerson and Richardson is going to be surplus to requirements at the end of the season. 
Yeah, for although the, the trader done has just finished and mm-hmm. no one else has moved, so uh, no, I mean at the end of the season, I don't think they'll. Right, it would okay. be this. I'd, they weren't going to trade either of them. Although they had the Chargers, I would have off- personally, as a Chargers fan, I would have, yeah. off- I would have offered a second round pick for Hamad Wilkerson because mm. he's an established name. You know he can play. You kick him inside, you'd have Bosa and Ingram either side. If I was running, yeah. it, if I was running a franchise that was just off the pace. You've seen that you need to build a bit defense to win championships. I would have, I would have chucked a second round pick at either Richardson or Wil- or Mohammed Wilkerson, and seen if there was any taker or if the Jets would have taken that. Intriguing. Next game was the Houston Texans getting a win, mm-hmm. sorely needed. It was, yeah, twenty to thirteen against the Lions. I mean, I don't don't blame you for picking the Lions because they could easily won this game. Yeah, they've been on a bit of a roll. Um. Yeah, didn't see it coming. Wasn't a fantastic game, to be fair. No. And Brock Osweiler is again what Brock Osweiler is. I'm still not sold, <laughs> despite a win. <laughs> You'll never be sold. On I Brock. know you think I'm 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 bashing him, but I think you can agree he's had a bad season. Yes, yeah. Um, Lamar Miller had a good running game, uh, running day for them. Jadavion Clowney starting to step up and make good plays for them as well, which is which is nice to see. Yeah, he yeah. should not. This isn't me saying that you know it's woe is me for Jadavion Clowney. <laughs> Finally, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Should, you know, it's nice to see him come up, step up and do well. Um, yeah, bit of a strange game. Don't think either team's going to make inroads in the playoffs, so not a big deal. So, despite being at home, the Colts lost thirty to fourteen against the Kansas City Chiefs. I said last week, King, that the Chiefs are going to be on a roll. I called that. And you did call it right. Yeah. Yeah. We're both right. Yeah. (laughs) Can I ask you a question, Jim? I know this is the bit where I normally give my insight. Yeah, you're supposed to be telling me. What do you think about the Smith versus Foles situation? Who would you go with? Well, I'm not not as down on Foles as some American people are. Mm Mm-hmm. He just, you know, it's, it's fun to bash Nick Foles when he was at the Eagles, despite having a great first season with them. Yeah, um, you know, I I quite like Smith as a, you know, despite being a num- number one pick, he's always been quite underrated. Yeah, captain because average. he's so captain average, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but he got clearly concussed in the, the first game. time. Yeah, and then they kept it. They put him back in, and they do a run play for him, and he gets hit again on the yeah, late hit. That so, was done. It was done with the team to call that play, but I don't think you can put the onus on the team for putting him back in the game. Smith no, was but warming don't call up. That play. Smith was warming up immediately. But don't call that play. No, don't. That's stupid. That I agree with you is a stupid play. But to his credit, Nick Foles came in and and scored on a very weak defense. I think Nick Foles is an upgrade. He did. He did as much as he could have done in that game. But again, a bit like when the team plays the Browns. You can't really judge him against this Colts defense. True. True. Yeah. But I feel like Nick <laughs> Foles is has shown me that he can take care of the ball when he played on a decent Eagles team the first season with Chip Kelly. Yeah. And let and led the league with the least amount of interceptions, if you know what I mean. That, that's a weird way to say it, but mm-hmm. he's shown me he can look after the ball, and actually, I feel like he's more dynamic down the field. And they've got some receiver depth. Macklin yeah. is a beast. And actually, Macklin had huge success playing with Foles in, in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah. So it's not as if he's not used to some of these players. They know each other. Travis Kelsey had a stonking game as well. Yeah, another elite tight end. Like, exactly. I feel like Foles has the ability to take care of the ball, same as Alex Smith, 
but it's more dynamic from a deep threat perspective. Yeah. And with Houston coming back and that deep, like D Ford emerging as a pass rusher as well, which actually he's not done badly. He's just playing behind Tabahali and Houston. So he's not had a lot of playing time, mm-hmm. but he was a first round pick. The guy is a, you know, he's a good player and he stepped up finally. They've yeah. got some balance on that defense as well. So they could be a frightening proposition if they all of a sudden add some deep ball threats as well to their offense. They like a late season run. They do. And this is their time now. They're going to, yeah, could run the table. They could. They could. So the next game was the Seattle Seahawks 20, the New Orleans Saints 25. Now, King, you love the Seahawks, so you did pick them in this game. Yes. And they had a chance to win it as well, but just couldn't get it done in the end. Yeah. Wilson looks hobbled to me. He hasn't looked fit all season. No. 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 It won't stop you picking them every week. No, because I rate that team. <laughs> yeah. I rate that team. Because even with a hobbled Wilson, I expect that team to be scoring 21 points a game. Mm-hmm. And I expect their defence to be conceding less than that. That's pretty much my reason for picking them every week. Yeah. Um, problem is, they came up against an offence that is hugely potent and a Drew Brees who I think is giving everything he's got in the last, you know, in the twilight of his career. So, mm. I, uh, mm. yeah, I, it was a tough one to pick. But, yeah, good at, game good at, game by Brees. At least when Brees finishes, he can he can honestly say he couldn't have done more. Oh, no, the guy's been... The guy is, is a consummate professional. He sadly has played with some of the league's worst defenses ever <laughs> so i do feel for the guy but uh yeah, yeah no tough game to pick but uh, you know good on the saints i'm not invested with either team one you got right king was the oakland tampa and getting a 30 to 24 win yep again, i've got a new again fa- i've got amari new f- cooper amari cooper is great is great i've got a new favorite quarterback hello i mean it what, it's not Matt Ryan? No. No, no. <laughs> it was never Matt Ryan. Yeah, you say that then. I've got a new favourite quarterback. Okay. The whole league. Jameis Winston. Yeah, new. A... Oh, what? New. <laughs> new. Derek Carr. Oh, yeah. I like clutch play. Yeah. You want clutch? Holler at Derek Carr. He's your boy. Yeah. Okay. And you want an incredible, if you do not get underrated. In cars. If not underrated arm, Derek Carr's your boy. Might have one of the top five arms in the league at the moment. He's got a good motor. Watch, oh, stop making car comparisons. <laughs> no, Derek Carr genuinely has got a top five arm in the league to, to me. He flicks his wrist and the ball just goes about like 40, 50 yards. It's crazy. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they. he's my new favourite quarterback. I'm going to stop there because you're annoying me. Carry on. Fair enough. There you go. You sure? You don't want to talk any more about your favourite quarterback? No, you made me stall. <laughs> hey. Hey. I'll put the brakes on. Hey. Don't worry about that. Why are we making car comparisons? Because his name's Derek Carr. Oh, I didn't even get that. <laughs> oh, King. <laughs> oh, Is it late, King? Sugar. Is it late? Okay, yeah. right. So, one that you didn't see, Carolina came back to us. Carolina come home, a 30-20 to 20 win against the Arizona average Cardinals. Yeah. They shut down David Johnson, and that's the that's the trick, isn't it, to beating the cards these days? Yeah, Johnson still looked good. He had some special plays. Yeah, but you can't shut him down completely. No, their defense looked great, which is what we expected the whole season. I'm still worried about their offense. Um, but didn't I call it weeks ago, King, that Jonathan Stewart was the big miss for them, and now he's you back? Did. You did call that. You did absolutely. You're absolutely right. But <laughs> you can't be reliant upon that. Um, what me being right? No. You can't be relying upon Jonathan Stewart, in my oh. opinion. And Cam Newton's not the same player he was last season. And 
I know he had that interview where he said he wasn't enjoying football because of all these hits. Mm-hmm. I agree with him when he talks about helmet helmet hits when he's in the pocket or late hits that are low on him. Yeah. I agree with that totally. Mm-hmm. Don't complain about the amount of times you're hit when you are statistically the most run quarterback in the league. That's where I have an issue. If your quarterback has a problem with being hit at the moment and he's having a lapse in confidence and is worried about his help, which I'm saying genuinely is a problem for him. He needs to, you know, I'm glad he's expressed it. Hopefully the team takes that on board. Yeah. Stop running him. Same as we talked about with Alex Smith. But he's talking about getting hit in the pocket. He's, he's not, not. He's not complaining about getting hit out. Or he's talking about getting hit in general. He's not. Once did I hear him say the word pocket after him having that rant. <laughs> so I, I, if you're right, you're, then he didn't mention it. But right. if if that genuinely Maybe is his feelings, I'm not saying what he's saying is invalid. I'm saying that his team needs to take that on board. Same as we talked about with the Chiefs with Alex Smith. Yeah. Stop running the ball if your quarterback doesn't like to get hit at the moment. Don't do it. Yeah. Make him throw it. It worked That's from last opinion. year. That's the problem, isn't it? That, so if it worked last absolutely. year, they don't want to change it. Absolutely. I understand why from both sides they don't want to do it. I understand why Cam Newton keeps getting hit and is annoyed by it. I totally get that because he's had some really dirty shots on him this year. But and I understand why the Carolina Panthers want to run it. But do not complain. Or he can't complain if his team keeps running the ball. Audible out and throw it. Well, we know you don't like Cam Newton, so we're going to move on. Oh, I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. So we've got to talk about the game king of the San Diego Chargers 19, Denver Broncos 27. You hoped for a win for the your beloved Chargers, but it wasn't to be. No, we're still a good team. You are still a good team. I know. I said, Don't beat li- yourself up. I literally said that. I know, but I'm trying to convince you. <laughs> <laughs> we are a good team. Uh, they're just a very good defence. And showed it again. Yep. Pass rush, late, late blitzes. Wasn't all Von Miller this time. Yeah, they're a strong team. Secondary strong as well. They've And they've got the ability to turn the ball over. Squeak of the week. Packer Tim won't be happy about this, but it was the Green Bay Packers 32, the Atlanta Falcons 33. Yeah. You picked the Falcons for this one, King, so congratulations. I did pick the Falcons. And I thought it'd be a squeaker. And, yeah. and my God, did I get that. <laughs> um, do you know what? Best game I've seen Aaron Rodgers play all season. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Best game I've seen him play all season. He looked fantastic. And the difference is, he doesn't have as many weapons as the Falcons have. And the funny thing is, we talked about Matt Ryan, or I talked about Matt Ryan potentially being an MVP candidate this season. Yep. He has so many more weapons than Aaron Rodgers, (laughs) and Aaron Rodgers was one point behind him at the end of this game. Yeah. So, when Aaron Rodgers plays like Aaron Rodgers does... They are frighteningly good, which is why I said I believe in Aaron Rodgers. Yep. But he's got a poor team around him at the moment. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so you picked the Cowboys, which would be for that game. The last one was the Monday night fixture, which somehow, apparently a stirring speech by Jay Cutler before the game, <laughs> led to a 20-10 to win for the Chicago Bears against the Minnesota Vikings. Cutler had a good game. Cutler had a good game. Yeah. You can't do a stirring speech and not have a good game. <laughs> well, you can, but you just be Jay Cutler, usually. Yeah. Uh, he had this a good, time. He had a good game. The difference was they couldn't stop the run, the Vikings defense. Which is really weird. Howard. Howard had a great game. But oh. you, that Vikings team is supposed to be able to stop anyone. Yeah. They have been stopping everyone. They have been. You're right. Don't know what happened. It was that bye week, wasn't it, I think? 
Yeah, possibly. I thought the same could... way it worked for the Chiefs. It's completely stopped the the Vikings from moving. Yeah, strange, isn't it? Um, yeah, I don't know because Bradford didn't have a terrible game, and not a terrible game. Don't pull that face; <laughs> they can't see it. Um, Bradford didn't have a terrible game. Yeah, yeah. But, but that he needs that that offense needs to make more plays. Yeah, yeah. You can't just rely on Stefan Diggs. No, no. And the occasional throw to Carl Rudolf. Yeah. No. Or Adam Thielen. Yeah. They yeah. They need to make more plays on offense. It's that running game. And they were that making team them. is built to run and Matt Asiata yeah. doesn't really run as much. No. As and also be. they were making those plays at the start first few weeks of the season. They're mm-hmm. now not making those plays on offense. Yeah. So that's the difference. They need to step up on offense, otherwise they are gonna fall back into relative obscurity. That's the end of part two. So come back for part three, we'll do your picks for next week and also your favourite segment. Oh. Welcome back to the final part of the Jim and the King NFL podcast for week eight. So we've done the King's pick of the week. We've done my pick of the week. We've done the roundup. So now it's time, King, for you to hear your favourite segment. For you to hear your favourite segment. What yeah. is my favourite segment? Your favourite segment is Trojan Wins. It is my favourite segment. <laughs> it's my favourite segment. It's where I'm going to call out teams that, you know, may have won the game, but probably didn't deserve to for different reasons. Oh, whammy. And as we always do three teams, I'm not going to disappoint you, King. Sometimes got... you don't do any teams, Jim, so don't say we always do three teams. <laughs> when we do Trojan Wins... <laughs> We always do three teams. There you go. So I'm going to name you three teams here, okay? Do it. I'm intrigued. The Tennessee Titans, the Oakland Raiders, <gasps> and the Kansas City Chiefs. What? They're not Trojan. Are you just They're the three only teams? three that aren't Trojan this week, King. Oh, I've thrown out the book. Every other team is Trojan. This is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. You heard me right. Patriots. Only three teams get a pass this week. Patriots are Trojan. Patriots are Trojan this week. Why? Le- no LaShawn McCoy. They're smashing everyone. No LaShawn McCoy, all okay, right? Okay, all right. I'll let you have that one, actually. I'll let you have that one. And yeah. they can lose to the Bills. They have lost to the Bills. Yeah, but with their third string quarterback, Jim, come on. Be yeah, better. but they didn't have their best, their pro bowl running back. Yeah, but they also didn't have Gronk. Trojan! <laughs> I have spoken! Trojan win. All right, cool. all right damn That's it. fine. I'll let you have that one. Go on, next. Every other All team. of them. Every other team apart from those three. Those three deserve to win. So, okay. so the, Titans deserve, the Titans deserve to win. Mm-hmm. The Raiders deserve to win. Yep. And Chiefs. Chiefs. What yeah. about the Cowboys who are beating everyone at the moment? It was overtime. <gasps> okay. It right. was an overtime win. And let's face it, you know, if it wasn't for that change of momentum, they still weren't really moving the ball that quickly. It could have gone either way. Yeah. That's why it's Trojan. That could that wow. went to overtime. It was a coin flip, and they managed to get the, the drive. You've you have thrown caution out, to the wind. Well, any rule book we had on Trojan <laughs> wins up to this point, it even been three teams or no teams. Yeah, the Bears, the Saints, Texans, Jets, Patriots, Panthers, Broncos, Falcons, and Cowboys are all Trojan, sir. Wow. As far as I'm concerned, wow. I can give you reasons. I'm not going to. I'm not going to go into. We've, we've been overrunning this whole podcast. Yeah, we have. That's my fault. I'm not going to go into from, it. Literally from the first segment, I've yeah. run this whole podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scoffed. I did. I did. Love that though. Love Bear that. it in mind. Love that. They're all Trojan. They're all Trojan. Bear yeah. that in mind, guys. Trojan wins. I almost my favorite. I segment. almost pulled the the Broncos out of the Trojan pile, but no. 
No. I think the, the Chargers had a good chance to win that game. I think so too. I need to do my picks, don't I, before we wrap this up? Yeah, you do. I do. So, so I just realised we have literally overrun this. So, <laughs> And it's totally been my fault, Jim. I apologise. <sighs> can I just say while we're looking up the games, that there yeah. was a fantastic Trojan win segment. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we said, I haven't done it for a few weeks, so I thought I'd better go big. Now, Slash turn up at all. Yeah, carry on. <laughs> Talking of not turning up at all, we've got the Atlanta Falcons on Thursday night, mm-hmm. and they're going to face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, that's a tough game, you know. Yeah. Um, Atlanta out of their dome, not at home. Yeah, I'm going to go with Atlanta still. Oh. I think Ryan Mike Love. Evans is is quietly a, having a fantastic season. Mm-hmm. One of the top receivers in the game, but I trust... <laughs> this is terrible. I trust the Falcons kicker more than I trust oh, Roberto Aguayo at the moment. Oh, not Aguayo. Yeah. <laughs> I think that could be the difference. Slamming Roberto. I actually think kicking could be a difference in this game. All right. So, we've got Pittsburgh back from their bye, mm-hmm. away to the Baltimore Ravens. Tough game for you guys. I'm... Careful. Is Roethlisberger playing? I reckon he's going to play. You reckon he's going to play? Yeah, he's been Can taking I do the a first few reps. Can I do a conditional then? Can I say if how on earth are we going to do this on the video? If Roethlisberger picks, it plays, plays. I will pick him. I will pick the Steelers. If not, I'm going to pick the Steelers. Hooray! <laughs> you had me going there, King. Yeah, it is. And my heart racing. Good. Okay, so this should uh, calm you down a bit. The Dallas Cowboys are playing the Cleveland Browns. Cowboys. <laughs> you sure? Yeah, I'll take them over. Oh week. god, is he clever against that line? Oh my god. Lucky he's in my fantasy team. Yeah. <laughs> then you've got Jacksonville away to Kansas City. Kansas City. Yeah, probably. Chiefs, I think, are going to win that. Oh, is a good divisional bout here. Mm-hmm. The New York Jets are going to Miami to face the Dolphins. Dolphins to win that game. Miami Dolphins. You sure? Yeah. Okay. I'm confused by your singing, but yes. <laughs> That I'm not confused. Dolphins by. fans will know. <laughs> then you've got Detroit going to Minnesota. Oh dear me! Ooh. Minnesota, they've been doing well at home. That's they've been doing well set. lately, though. That's at home they've been doing well. All right, Minnesota Vikings okay. to beat the Detroit Lions. All right, another divisional game then oh, is the Philadelphia that. Eagles. This time on the road to the New York Giants. Philadelphia. I think their defensive front's going to get to Eli Manning. Okay. Then we've got the evening games, starting with Carolina at Los Angeles. Ramas. Carolina to, to beat Los Angeles. Okay, right. <laughs> uh, you've got New Orleans, this time at San Francisco. New Orleans. New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. Can't the, pick okay. the San Francisco you can't, you can't 49ers really. at the moment. The Indianapolis Colts are going to Green Bay to face the Packers. That's a really tough game, actually. Two teams with very good quarterbacks. You've been very kind. Else. You've been very kind to the Colts there. Yeah, which is why I'm going to go with the Colts to win. Whoa, really? Well, that's got to be an upset. Yep, upset. Look. Colts to beat the Packers. This could be a tough game for you, then, King. Mm-hmm. It's the Tennessee Titans going to San Diego. Oh, that is a good game. That is, that's a very tight game, that one. It is a tight game. 
Oh. <laughs> um. I don't know if you can tell by that reaction, guys. I've not looked at these games. <laughs> you have not looked at these games. Um, I think that the Chargers are going to win oh, that game. Okay. Okay. All right. Two to go. All right. So first I'll of all, the Chargers is, way too much this yeah, season. The Sunday night game. The Denver Broncos are going to Oakland to face Punks Raiders. That might be my favorite game of the week. Yeah. Just maybe aside the tight. Because the Titans-Chargers games, no one's under any pretenses that either of them are playoff teams. But that's an exciting game to watch. Yeah. Um, this game is gen- genuinely has playoff implications. Mm-hmm. Um, Raiders. Raiders? Raiders. <laughs> Raiders. <laughs> okay. My favourite quarterback, Punk Raiders. You. And then you've got the Monday night game. Are you ready? Yeah. It's the Buffalo Bills. <sighs> Yep. Travelling all the way across the country to the Seattle Seahawks. Tyrod in the clink. Seahawks. <laughs> you just said earlier that he looks gimped with he does. Russell Wilson. And he you're does. still going to go with him over there. He's looked gimped all season. What did I say, Jim? I trust him to get 21 points. Yeah. And I trust their defence just to keep teams below that. And if he gets 21 points and the other team scores less than that, what does that mean, Jim? <laughs> Seahawks yeah. win. That's right. what that means. So okay. Until until I really see Russell Wilson, until I see him go hobble off the field, I'm gonna keep probably keep picking them because I think am I? <laughs> I think besides this, uh, when healthy, besides the Patriots, they're the strongest team in the league. So as you can tell, the. Arizona Cardinals, Chicago Bears, Cincinnati Bengals, Houston Texans, New England Patriots, and Washington Redskins are on a bye. Yeah, there you go. You said that quick, so we've run over, haven't we? Uh, One breath. Yeah, good job. Easy. Good job. Okay, so that is the podcast done. Anything else you wanted to say there, King, before we sign off? Nothing. These guys got an extra, a free extra five minutes. (laughs) Lucky them. Yeah, that's it. Remember, guys, if you want to get in contact with us, always go to jimandtheking.com to find all of our archive footage and also links to our Twitter, which is at jimandtheking, Instagram as well, at jimandtheking, Go to the computer, start typing Jim and the King into any search engine That's it. with NFL, and you should be good. You should be fine. Yeah. YouTube, it's the King's Picks. You wanted to mention something, actually, this week. Sorry, before we go. We've run over anyway. Let's go over an extra minute. Keep going. What? <laughs> we got a tweet this week, didn't we, that you wanted to oh, sh- yeah, give a we, shout out to. We, we have overlooked it, but yeah, we do have a very special uh, Minnesota Vikings fan who was not too impressed, King, with the result, which was supposed to be a foregone conclusion for the 2010 loss to the Bears. Um, I think the general gist was it was just like unacceptable. Well, he said he didn't mind, I think, I'm trying to remember exactly, he said he didn't mind losing to the Eagles, but the Bears was a bit of a joke. Thoroughly, oh, I can tell you now because I got it. Go on then. Thoroughly underwhelming performance from the Vikes. Losing to Eagles is okay, but the Bears, come on! Yeah, I can agree with that sentiment. Yeah, we've had a number of tweets. We've all this felt week. that way sometimes. Yeah, we've <laughs> had a number of tweets this week, but a couple of them from people we shouted out last week. So yeah, we've got um, to give some love to. We're, we're, we're spreading the love this yeah. week. Vikings, you. Thank you very much for getting in contact. Yeah, keep them coming. Yeah. So until next week, guys. I've been Jim. That's been the King, and thank you so much for listening. 